this football team. Excited I no longer have to talk about the basketball team after they get beat last night or yesterday afternoon, I should say. And just such a perfect way, right? Isn't that just so apt for the end of this season to lose the way they lost? The very last minute of the game played so poorly. Didn't get the two for one. Didn't do anything right. Nothing. <laughs> lost the game late. But I didn't need to see them play again. I didn't need to see them play again. I wasn't rooting against them, but I didn't need to see them play again. So uh, that's over with. That's over with. And all that remains to be seen is tough decision for Michael Alford. We'll see what happens. It's been a dreadful, dreadful year. And we know Leonard Hamilton wants to return, and we know that he understands that that has to be a, a roster overhaul. Baseball team dominates last night. Got good pitching. How refreshing was that? I had a shutout into the ninth inning. I don't care if it's against air, Tom. That's kind of what the uh, Boyd's word world would tell you about Bethune. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Domination, buddy. Domination. 10 to 1. Took care of business. And then, of course, we get today's football practice. I want to quickly say uh, it is indeed a good morning to Troy Noel. I was a little worried, Troy Noel, when I pulled up the stream yard, as we get set every day to sit down and do the show. A lot of times during the show, I don't look at the chat, but at the start of the show, just making sure that the cameras are working and everything's where it needs to be, I always check to see that uh, we're up and running. And I have to admit, it does the heart good when a, a, when a lot of the loyalists and the diehards and the, and the, and the, the wonderful listeners of this show, uh, many of whom uh, are some, some people, you know, everybody consumes the show differently. Some people listen to it via podcast when they get home in the evenings or when they're working out the following morning, whatever it might be. Some people listen to it live on the radio on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. They're driving down the road right now. Some of them are working, delivering packages. We've shouted out those folks many times. And, uh, and then some of you watch it on YouTube or you go back and watch it or you watch it live. And the ones that watch it live, there's a select group of those that do so and comment in the chat. And Troy Knoll is one that at the beginning of every show at the beginning of every one of these shows that we do uh there he's always quick to shout out and say hey good morning how's everybody doing you know and all that good stuff and um he's been in the hospital he's been in the hospital and he's been going through some things and every day he listens to the show and says that it cheers him up a little bit and that's that's really cool and it's it's uh it's it's you know it's humbling it's just cool that you could be a part of somebody's even if it's an insignificant part of somebody's life, just something that you know distracts them from whatever stressors they have in the moment, whatever it might be. In this case, uh, health concerns. But he's you know he's day twelve in the hospital there, but he's listening and going strong, and he gets to go home on Friday, and that is simply huge. And thanks so much for listening. I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, and uh, hey, buddy, keep getting better. Keep getting better. And 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 as always, uh, thanks so much for listening. So that's cool. But I I can't, I'm not gonna lie. A little concerned. Like I typed in the stream yard to get the camera ready, Tom, five minutes before we went on the air. Usually there's a message before anybody gets in. It's usually it's usually good morning, you know, from Troy. And I'm like, oh, there's no message. And I knew he was going through a procedure. I don't know what that procedure is, but he was going through something. I thought, oh no. Well, if Golf Channel's Jimmy Roberts was there instead, <laughs> it would have been bad news. But thankfully there was no Jimmy Roberts. Uh... And we're all good. Yeah, man. Friday. That's not far away, Troy. 
Yeah. It, 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 and listen, this Friday, everybody's excited about this Friday for a lot of reasons in around these parts, it's the start of spring break and some travel for folks. And um, we'll be here throughout the week. But uh, tomorrow, by the way, the only way to listen to the Jeff Cameron show uh, live, anyhow, uh, will be via you know streaming or you can you can listen to it on on Warchan TV because we will not be in studio tomorrow. 93.3 is contractually obligated to run some SEC basketball tournament stuff. Um, that's a contract that they have. I roll my eyes too, but that's the deal. And so they're going to be running that, and uh, it starts at 1 o'clock. So we're going to be doing a live show. We'll be interactive. We'll be able to talk with you guys and do all of that, but it will be indeed from the hizzy. So tomorrow you have to tune into War Chant TV or go back and listen on the podcast. That's how you can consume tomorrow's show. A little bit of remote work. Yeah, and there's a chance Friday's that way, too. We're not sure yet. But uh, one of the, either way, we're going to be on. That's what we do. That's what we do. We'll be on, but we will not be. Uh... You want to meet tomorrow at 1? No, no, you know, we're not tied to a time. Is there, is there a time you want to go on? Yeah, I mean, I, one's good. Okay, all right. One it is. <laughs> I, think, I think one's good for consistency. After a nice lunch, Tom, we'll sit down and have ourselves a little Radio talk show. Yeah. On uh, the on the interwebs. Maybe you could sign on as you're finishing food like Jimbo used to do for your weekly interview. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. True, true story. Um, I had to delicately bring up the fact that we were, you know, this was going to be aired. And I remember he would he would walk into his office and I would record my interviews with Jimbo Fisher Sunday evenings. Um and um he would come in. I could hear him in the background because the SID would call me and say he's ready to go. And I'd be in the studio at ESPN. And then he would go. Hey, how you doing? Are you doing all right, Jeff? Got to get an apple. I'm starving. Like, yeah, coach. Doing well. Doing well. Go ahead, buddy. Let's go. Let's go. Like, uh. How do I tell him to stop crunching on the apple before I hit record here? And and he he was oblivious. Yeah. One time you got him and he was he kind of caught on. And you said, Coach, are you ready? And in oh, that well, in that way. That was the best way for me to send the message that, my man, show some respect for yourself. <laughs> I don't I well, don't look bad if you eat on the air. You look bad if you eat on the air. I mean, I'm asking you a serious question, and you're going, well, you know, 37. I'll just... Like, brother, can we... <laughs> we're doing an interview. The one time, though, he, the response was funny. He goes, no, I'm just going to crunch in your ear. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then, and then he laughed, yeah. and he knew the deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good old days. Good old days with that guy on Sundays. You never had to sit through the uncomfortable uh, wait of the Sunday, maybe on time, maybe an hour late, could <laughs> uh, be 45 uh, minutes. You would get my texts, still here, still in the studio. Yes, I would. Still yeah. here. Yeah. The, the interview was scheduled and, for 6 p.m. on Sundays, which is bad enough. And that ESPN studio, ESPN studio, yes. did not have a television to put on the NFL. No. You'd have to go get a pirate feed off of the internet. I would. And I was furious. And I would sit in there, especially if the games were good. Like, missing the second half of the four o'clock games. Waiting on this guy. Half stepping. I'm steady. The funny part about that this is the last I'll say this and I'll move on. Tom Block always interviewed Jimbo on Sundays as well. 
So Tom got him on Sundays, and I got him on Sundays. But Tom got him for the TV show or whatever. So he would be waiting in the television studio for Jimbo. The soon as the television was done recording, Jimbo would walk into his office to do my interview. I would sometimes check with Tom on the mood. How was he today? We would compare notes, right? Or after my interview, he would go, how was he with you this evening? Because, you know, it could have been bad with him, good with me, bad with me, good with him. We did never knew what it was going to be like. And uh, so I would always say, hey, Tom, you guys started the TV show yet? No, he's still not here. I'm just sitting here. I go, yeah, me too. Me too. And oh, by the way, if he's late to you, as in you guys haven't even started, it's going to be another hour, another hour. But that was the deal. That was frustrating. I texted my wife, 8.30 p.m., still here in the studio. You know, think about it. If it was a different by about a decade, you'd be fine because you could have just had the technology that we have at your home, and he would have patched through just like this, and you could have been in your house and recorded. I could have just been sitting there and so text me when you're ready to go. We'll do it at 11 o'clock. I don't care. I'll be up watching the highlights. I mean, let's go. But, yeah, that was the hard part, driving into that studio thinking, my man. Yeah, and every now and then. And the one day that the board was hot, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You called me. Yep. Because panicked. Our, our coworker, Nick, called me. I was having a Sunday, which is what I did in those Enjoying days. Enjoying your Sunday. Nick called me and said, hey, man, I can hear Jeff dialing out on the board. You're like, what, what, what? Yeah, because we had an intern who I love, and if he's watching, you're the man. Miss you, buddy. Didn't switch the board back. No, didn't switch the board back until we were live. Yep. I'm calling Jimbo, which oftentimes featured very animated discussions. Oh, Any number of things could have been said. He could have been fired. Well, we, I could have been fired. He could have been fired. We well, all could have that, been fired. Yes, if he was, then you would be for sure. But yeah, yeah. he could have been. That would have. That could have been ESPN, real Sports Center kind of. I mean, because oh, we could have had a problem on our hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I felt that in the corner pocket as I sprinted out to the parking lot <laughs> where there wasn't house audio blaring at you know hundred decibels. I could picture you sprinting out like calling my cell phone. I mean, white as a ghost. So did, even more pasty than I am thinking, oh did you ever God. see the movie When a Stranger Calls? We're all fired. Uh no. Okay. So there was a they've remade it since it's it's anyhow. There was a movie called When a Stranger Calls. And you've probably heard this phrase because the one thing that came out of the movie that was famous was the revelation that the killer, and it's a horror film, that when the, that the killer is inside the house. Oh, well, yeah, I've seen that spoof. So, okay. The Bud Ice commercial. It's a scary, I saw the original, I was scared to death. I was little. So this babysitter is calling the police because somebody keeps calling the house, and when she picks up the phone, they say something creepy and hang up, or they sit and breathe, or but then he starts repeating, have you checked the children yet? They're sleeping upstairs. And that's when she gets really Ooh, scared. I don't even like this. How about that line? Yeah. And so then she didn't like it the first time she hangs up the phone. Then she's back to watching her television show. And the phone rings again. She picks it up. She's like, hello. And it's like, have you checked the children yet? And then she hangs up again. And it's very spooky, right? So then she calls an op. She calls an operator, calls the police or whatever it is. Like, hey, this I'm getting this crazy prank call. This guy keeps calling. They're like, all right, try to keep him on the line. Try to keep him on the line. We're going to tap the line. We're going to figure it out. And then. 
she does. She gets him to stay on the line for a little while. He's just breathing heavy into the phone. And then she hangs up. She's and the phone rings again. And she thinks it's gonna be him. And she cups, she picks it up immediately. She's, ah! she's screaming at him, leave me alone, leave me alone. And it's the cop. And the cop's like, get out of the house. The call is coming from inside the house. The call, yeah. So now they and it's terrifying, right? And then eventually they mm. find out the kids have been slaughtered. The whole deal. They had been? Oh, yeah, they've been murdered. Great. Yeah. Uh, so that's the premise of the All movie. Right. That's the premise of the movie. Coming up this week on Libations Friday. <laughs> so the reason that could have been you reminded me of the cop. I'm sitting on the board getting ready to talk with Jim. You wouldn't answer because you're, you're I'm to about do your to interview. do my you're interview. Like, hey, I'm a man, pro. I'm not going to pick up Tom, the Tom, I don't care if the Bucks threw another interception. We yeah. suck. Yeah. So it's 2012. We weren't good at that time. So anyhow, I have. The phone next to me on vibrate. I mean, calling the hotline, calling the station line, calling you back and forth, back and forth. It's just this carousel of panic. So the second Tom and I are very good about answering each other's phone calls. I don't call him and waste his time. He doesn't call me and waste my time. So we know if one of us is calling the other, there's probably a pertinent question at hand or a suggestion that we meet up to play golf or whatever it might be now, which is also a pertinent question. It is. Yeah, yeah. So. When you called, I ignored you, thinking that you had forgotten because it was a Sunday and you, yeah. I knew you were having fun, that you had forgotten perhaps I was in the midst of the Jimbo interview. So we each give each other the one, well, he can wait five minutes call. Mm -hmm. Now, if that person calls back immediately, then I know, oh, well, no, this is a serious moment. In this case, though, your attention was diverted to be ready for the interview, and mm -hmm. so it took more than two. You might have noticed it, but I think there were probably seven or eight missed calls before you picked up and i just remember when i did pick up and i had already had a conversation with jimbo on the air luckily neither one of us cursed yeah neither one of us told some off-color joke neither one of us said anything that would be an fcc violation neither one of us described a human being disparagingly you know neither <laughs> there was nothing yeah. like that luckily uh -huh. and then i picked up the phone and you're like your conversation's on the air you you've got to hit the such and such button. Yeah, I can still remember it. But you sounded like the cop. The call's coming from inside right. the house. Yeah, because <laughs> I've got my car radio on in the parking lot, and I'm you know you're just listening, going, please don't say anything crazy. Yeah, please don't say anything crazy, because you know my sense of humor. I'm an absurd absurdist. And Jimbo was absurd. Not and an absurdist, but he so was you absurd. Never knew you never know. Right. Like those conversations can take crazy turns. And I did not at the time, which is probably was illegal at the time. You couldn't shut off the tower from the phone. You're supposed to be able to do that. And that was my thought was, I'm just going to shut off the, the radio tower so nobody hears this. But you couldn't do it because hamster wheels, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, those were the days. 18 minutes. Jeff, you're on the air. <laughs> what? You, this conversation you're having with Jimbo is on the air. You're watching now, now. Yeah. It's baseball. Yeah. It's, it's really what you're looking at is now, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk football. We'll do it in a moment. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with 
all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day. And I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it, uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. And what was a battle between two titans? And the Netherlands next play Panama tomorrow, 11 p.m. I'll be locked in. Netherlands win 4-2 to over Cuba. That's a huge win. Cuba will take on Italy on Thursday at 6 a.m. if you're up early. Well, that's the box score that you got. But I believe down in Havana, the box score said uh, 14, <laughs> 14, to other, yeah. 14 to nothing Cuba. Perhaps. Now, if you uh, want to watch more, uh, Chinese Taipei is also in Pool A. Now, they got not much of a chance here. But uh, you can tune in and catch them on Tubi. Watch a little World Baseball Classic on Tubi. You know, the Netherlands kind of own Cuba. Go back to the 2013 World Baseball Classic in which the Netherlands defeated Cuba in the first game of the uh, second round as well. Ownership for my boys. The Dutch ain't having it. Get you some, Cuba. There are many jokes, but I'm going to forego most of them. We'll see how you guys do against Panama. But if you beat Cuba, expectations are now through the roof. Oh, this could be our tournament. This could be the one. Our tournament? Uh, Whoa. It's my birthplace. My birthplace. Whoa. That is crazy. I reflect on my time in here in Holland. Yeah. Goo goo gaga. Great reverence. Wonderful people. Dutch have always embraced Americans. It's the best of both worlds, Tom. I have my Dutch citizenship as long with my. Do you have a citizenship? I do have dual citizenship. What? You're only half American. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, they did win. And the World Baseball Classic is underway. Just so you should know. Just so you guys should know. It's underway. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. 
a couple of things. You guys asked about this, and I wanted to update you. So listen up. Now, here you go. This is a big deal. The Jeff Cameron Show War Chant Invitational Charity Golf Tournament, benefiting the second harvest of the Big Ben. Uh, we are doing it again. We had a great time last year. The fine folks at the Second Harvest of the Big Ben were a wonderful partner uh, to, to, to not only benefit that charity, but to work with, to have a good time with them. And, of course, Capital City Country Club has been great to us as well. And all of you who uh, participated in the event and made it possible to raise a lot of money for the charity, which is something that obviously is, is our goal here. And then I think secondarily, obviously, uh, we, we think about every year how to improve things. I think this year's tournament is going to be even better. And I'm already in conversations with plenty of uh, advertisers and people who want to support the event. So we're going to have a chance to, to grow this thing year over year. And I think this one's going to be awesome. And it's going to take place uh, April the 14th at Capital City Country Club. That's right. April the 14th is the day before the spring game. So if you're coming into town, and you want to have a good time and you want to make it a long weekend, you're already planning on getting here, so let's say Thursday. Uh, we're going to be playing golf together on Friday, April the 14th. We tee off at Capital City Country Club at 9 a.m. You guys get there around 8 a.m. for registration to get you a goodie bag and all that good stuff. All proceeds from the event will benefit the second harvest of the Big Ben, a longtime community steward that, uh, again, we're proud to work with. In 2023, this year's tournament is sponsored by Corner Pocket and Grill on Appalachian Parkway. We also want to recognize Terry's Pool Service for signing on for a second year of tremendous support as well. There will be others. We'll be adding to this list. For players 21 or over, this year's event does include free beer for all, thanks to our friends at Tri-Eagle Sales. Free beer. That's right. You heard it loud. Full stop. Yep. Free beer for all, thanks to all of our friends at Tri-Eagle Sales. Uh, you'll also enjoy games throughout the day. We have a lunchtime banquet to follow at Corner Pocket. Uh, lunch will include a wing buffet, appetizers. Got a keg of free beer until it runs out for everybody over there as well. It's a whole lot of free beer throughout the day. It's a theme. Um, and a price for the foursome is six twenty-five. dollars uh, That includes all processing fees. We're taking signups for foursomes only at this time. There will be one team set aside for signees or two-person registration uh, you'd have to email Tom, Tom at warchant.com about that to sign up as a single or a duo if it's even possible. We've got a single already, so we're trying to patchwork together a group of four, but there's it's first come, first serve. So once that yeah, single so if you're a single, is done, yeah, and that'll probably fill out today. Yeah. Yep. So again, so email Tom yep. at warchant.com if you're a single. We're going to put you uh, with three other singles, uh, and you guys will make up a team. But once that team of singles, it's all fours the rest of the way. It's all fours the rest of the way once that fills up. So it's, uh, again, free beer, 625, team of four, sign up. Let's get it on. And uh, this should be a lot of fun. Now, also for sponsorship information, if you want to get involved in this, a lot of people reached out after the pack last year, Tom at Warchant.com. Tom at Warchant.com for sponsorship information. Uh, so we'll remind you of this throughout and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Did I did I mention how they can get registered? Did I already say that? Uh, the link is there in the chat right now. For those of you driving around, it will be available on our social media. So just find at Jay Cameron Show on Twitter, at Warchant on Twitter, a Facebook page. And we're also, if you're members, of course, of the great Warchant.com. If you're not, it's 10 bucks for four months. It'll be on the message boards as well. It'll be pinned up at the top. 
The link is kind of wonky, but I can tell you it's eventcreate.com slash E slash JCS Golf 2023. Kind of wonky. It's a little much. Kind of wonky. That's why we're going to distribute the link everywhere we are, including live in the chat right now on YouTube and on Facebook Live. Eventcreate.com slash E slash JCS Golf 2023. I think the part that will get people is the random E. Can't do anything about the random E. You're like, hey, we so should throw in an extra E. What I can do, though, is tell you that it'll be on at War Chance, the Twitter feed, within one minute. It's going to be a good time. And you'll find that link out there if you want to get involved. Please do. Let's have some fun together as we do every year. Uh, by the way, guys, some of the things, we had to work out the kinks last year. We have figured out the things that went really well, some of the things that could be improved, and how to add to the experience as well. So I want you to know that we are making those changes. We're going to have a good time. Uh, you will not, for example, have to wait as long if your beverage is empty. If you say, hey, man, my beverage is empty. I'm parched. You won't feel that way like maybe you did a time or two last year. You'll, this, you'll be looking up, oh, my God, there's more. You have to slow our roll and gauge where we're at. So that'll be a good time. All right. Tom, you get to go today. I will be there today All as right. Christmas. well. Christmas, let's go. It's a perfect day for football. It's a perfect day to be outside. And this team, something I talked about yesterday on Seminole Headlines, is going to be a real joy to watch prepare for the upcoming season. And it's because, again, they have so many options, a lot of talent, more talent than they've had. You got to go back all the way to 2014, 2015. They have not had this kind of talent since then, excuse me. And I just feel like the more we get to watch the newcomers and see how they're going to fit in, the more we watch this competition develop, the more context we can provide for you for what is going to be one of the most anticipated seasons that Florida State's played since 2013. Um, I guess maybe 2012 was really, people were really excited about that season. We got a little ahead of ourselves. We were a year away. But I know going into 2012, a lot of people thought that could be a national championship contender. And unfortunately, a couple blemishes there. But in 2013, obviously, they ended up making that a reality and Jameis Winston being the, the biggest piece there. But uh, you already got a quarterback you believe in right now. You already have a guy that you really feel comfortable with and, and you trust is going to have a great year. And he's been given more tools to have said great year. And he's going to be protected. And they're going to be physical. And they're going to be able to run the ball. And now you've got real competition at all these positions with real talent. The defense is the area that I'm going to be watching very closely because I think that the questions in the secondary have to be answered. You got to find a third and a fourth linebacker that you believe can maybe help bolster that group, that segment group. But man, these tight ends are a joy to watch on offense. There's real athleticism in that room right now. Chris Thompson has been rejuvenated. The receiving core has con you know competition and variety. Offensive backfield is loaded. And of course, I can't say enough, and I have not stopped talking about this offensive line which is going to be the best offensive line they've had since 2013 without question. Earlier in the show, we had a question in the chat about center. And the, the center question was, is that the area uh, or is that a position of concern despite all of this offensive line depth? 
Uh, I don't think so. I think they have two options at center right now, and they could easily create a third. But I, I think they're fine at center. Uh, you know, listen, very quietly, Maurice had a very good season. He's still not ideal from a size standpoint. They do have bigger behind him. I think he's going to have to fight for his job. Not saying he can't win it because he does a lot of things right. He's technically sound. He's also pre-snap really good. You know, he, he understands the protections. He understands what he's looking at. And he does everything technically right. So he, that's how he kind of gets away with being a little undersized. Got good footwork, all of that. Um, he's reliable. Now, he could become unseated because physically there is a guy who's more impressive behind him. And I think that goes for this offensive line in general. The You have an idea in your mind who you think is likely to become a starter, but you also know immediately when you look behind that projected starter, no matter if you and I disagree on who that starter is, whomever the guy is behind that guy, you would concede has a legit chance to win the job. So I, I, cannot, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. They are going to be good on the offensive line. They're going to be good offensively, period. I, I think they'll be one of the best offenses in the country. I think they will be. You're just looking at center itself, you've got two players that you already like there. You're going to have to cultivate more options. Darius Washington has been an emergency center since about the time Jimbo was here too. So that's potentially a third option. But what I want to see, and I'm looking forward to today and then when they put the pads on the subsequent you know, five, six practices, cross-training is a huge thing with spring practice. It's a huge part of it, not just in the offensive line. They do it linebacker with the two different positions. Sometimes it multiple linebacker looks. Defensive back, Adam Fuller's already talked about experimenting with a bunch of guys playing nickel. But on the offensive line, you've got a lot of huge bodies. And some of them are younger, like Kayshawn Sapp, Kaniah Charlton, Estes, if he has to find a home somewhere, could it be at center? Will they, will they cross-train him? you got to see who can snap the football, first of all. So that's something I'm going to be watching. How many guys can actually snap the ball with consistency? That's been a problem at Florida State for some time. Yeah. And does that improve? I'm not concerned. I know the question is about concern level. I'm not concerned about center depth. I think as long as you have a couple of guys you like there, that's pretty much what any team has. But they have so many big bodies that they can start to experiment and see who finds a home there. Before it was, well, Dylan Gibbons can't play anywhere else because we need him at left guard. I think on this year's offensive line, Gibbons might have been a center. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So who of that group that has a larger body frame could they be experimenting with over the next month? That, that'll be fun to watch. There are no shortage of segment groups in which the phrase, that'll be fun to watch, applies. Defensive tackle is another one. Now, they're going to run out a lot of guys. So who starts may be irrelevant, but any competitor wants to start. You want to be the guy when the game begins. And I think you have real competition there. I, I get that, you know, Fabo's coming back, chose to come back, has hopes of being drafted high, has been a leader on this team. But you can't tell me you're certain that they would start him over Daryl Jackson right now. I mean, Daryl Jackson is 6'5", 330 pounds, and can move. He's a different-looking dude. Again, you might argue it doesn't really matter who starts. You might, for team camaraderie, make sure you start Fabo, 
I, I'm not concerned with all of that. I'm starting the best players, and we're going from there. But uh, I don't really care what position they play. If you if you have two defensive interior guys out there at a time, you might interchange where they are relative to the football. Mm-hmm. The the I think the more immediate concern, and I'm not saying that it's a big issue yet, but you want to see that Daryl Jackson is cleared. You know, obviously the hardship waiver that he needs to be able to play this fall. They expect it that it's going to come through. But before I start penciling him in somewhere on the depth chart, I would like that information to pass because Baba Miller would be a reason. It's a completely different set of circumstances, but the NCAA does not operate in a linear and predictable fashion. So I would like that to be a settled issue. But once that is settled, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really care. We'll look at the snap count to determine who at the, the starter the day, is that's... more than who's out there for the first snap. It's just going to be a lot of fun, man. They they have so many guys on the offensive and defensive line. You know, one of the guys that we're really not going to get an opportunity to see all that much this spring. You'll see him out there. I've already seen him out there. And to look at him, you see why they wanted him. Would be Braden Fisk. I mean, that's a mountainous man. And he's pretty quick, too. Uh, now, you know, again, he's not going to be able to do as much. Um you know, just because he's recovering from that shoulder injury and he'll be ready to go in the fall. See, Briley is asking in the chat about when do we expect to hear on the waivers? I'm sure you would probably echo this, good sir, but I've been burned enough times being or having an expectation of when they're supposed to get and supposed to hear back from the NCAA that even when they say something akin to, we should hear any day now, that's happened before and it's been weeks from the point that you expected to hear to when you actually got a ruling from the NCAA. It could be today. Who knows, Riley? But the NCAA is impossibly inefficient with this stuff. So I just, I wouldn't set expectations just yet. I want to get clarification, by the way. I I was under the understanding that some of this may have already been cleared up. Not all of it. So some of this may have already been cleared up. And I'm going to hesitate to. Well, yeah, for Emmanuel, for Demetri Emmanuel, right. it's an eligibility concern. Right. And then for Daryl Jackson, it's a hardship waiver. Yeah. So, but I, I think we can find out and maybe get better clarification for, um, for, for what's happening with those guys today, maybe. Don't want to jump the gun on any of those things. It's important that we not do that, but I'll, I'll, I'll take a closer look. Some of you have asked a lot about Tafasi, and I'm going to reiterate something I've said before. There are guys, especially early on, that maybe have participated in a limited fashion others who have been a full go and still others that haven't gone at all. If there is not, if the situation has not been addressed by the head coach as to the reasons for any of these things. So some guys, when I say participate, they're out there, but they're limited. Well, it could just very well be that they've got, you know, a slight pull or something like that. And, and we're not really going to, you know, speculate on that. You can't, there's not much you can do with that. Other guys, I know at the beginning, I'll give you an example. There was a player who missed a practice, who missed a tour of duty and, and, a, and, and a practice so far, and there's been a limited number of these, um, due to a, class, a scheduling conflict with one of his classes. That, that happens. That happens. It yeah, happens. A fair amount, yeah. Yeah, so we, we don't speculate when a guy misses a practice or two. If, you know, again, coaches sometimes also will discipline a player. For a single day. Could be for a week. And he may not want it out there. He may just want it to be between him and the player. There are a lot of reasons why guys, 
either miss a practice, miss a day, maybe miss a week. I mean, if it gets beyond that, obviously, then the coaching staff gets pressed about said player. But, um, you know, some guys have not been a full go. It's early yet. It's just the second spring practice. So we'll we'll see when it comes to Tafasi and some others that uh, have maybe been limited or we haven't seen as much of. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to suggest that that's anything, but we'll just wait and see. And if it's a non-issue, maybe we should just isolate the Russell Wilson sound so that when they ask, what's his situation? And we could play unlimited. What do you think? We've got to get you off of this path. I I mean, I. it's already annoying just watching the clip of Russell Wilson. I just, we got to get you off this path. Russell may not make it through this year, man. I mean, that's a crazy situation. It's just so bad that you you can't even take part in the joke. I can't. I hate it. I hate it. I hate him. I can't do it. I I mean, he's one of those guys who's just like, all right, somebody get him off the field somehow. I, I can't do it. He's Shooter McGavin without the sense of comedic timing. And I'm also just glad that, I mean, listen, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have made a ton of mistakes in their their history. But can you imagine just the weight that the Denver Broncos feel having signed him to that absurd deal and how pathetic he was a year ago and how hated he was in his own locker room? Like, that stuff doesn't get fixed. And it's happening when they get to camp or mandatory whatevers. You're going to have Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and Drew Brees as a consultant in the same room discussing things. And none of them is going to be listening to the other. It's just going to well, be, I hear you, but for an hour. And it's going to be, I wish, recorded. John Payton's got to figure out if he can get Russell Wilson to be a quarterback that has over, you know, a 100 quarterback rating as he did for eons in Seattle. Because if he can, then he doesn't he didn't even have to like him. He can just be like, all right, well, you, you, I can't stand you. We're never going to hang out. But if you play well, then that's all I need. But he's got to figure that out quick. Like, can he? Or is that guy done? Is he washed? Is he shot? Because he's also hated. And you can't have a guy in a locker room who can't play and is hated. That's <laughs> the most important position. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. I want you guys to be aware of, I'll mention it today and tomorrow, as the event takes place on Friday. Friday Night Drive is what it's called. Friday Night Drive with uh, our friends here at Real Talk 93.3. It's at Summerbrook Golf Course Driving Range. It's going to take place from 5.30 to 9 p.m., one of the reasons I'm mentioning it is that it benefits Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Big Bit. And that is an important organization who do really good things yes, in this community. And, um, and we both know somebody who was heavily involved with them. And I worked with them in another capacity many moons ago as a counselor. But um, benefiting Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Big Bit, 5.30 to 9 o'clock at Summerbrook Golf Course. Uh, it's nighttime driving range with the... Uh, they got glowing balls, Tom. Where is this Summerbrook? Is it near Chernobyl? Glowing balls for purchase. And uh, you hit the range uh, <laughs> cart contest, closest to the pin contest. Beer and drinks on sale from Tri-Eagle. Georgia Beer Company on site pouring the back nine brew. Prizes include free golf rounds, a brand new golf bag, and more. Friday night drive at Summerbrook Golf Club this Friday from 5.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. 
Portions of the proceeds benefiting big brothers, big sisters of the big bit. Should be a good time. Go out there and help out. Good cause. And you get to hit glowing balls. Which, who doesn't want to do that? It'd be harder to do that in about a week after we gain an hour. I know Life Spectator hates when I say gain an hour. But let's be honest. Can't wait to where gain rather, that hour, buddy. Where would you rather gain an hour? On the morning side of the day or the evening side? The twilight, as they say. Yeah, you want it day. You want it on the back end so that when That's we get right. off the air, we can go play golf. And it's about us. If I've got to spend one fewer hour on the earth on a Sunday because I gain an hour all the subsequent days after for sunlight. I'm going to call that a gain. That, that's what an ROI that is on time. Uh-huh. Well, there were many times a year ago where you and I were on the back nine at Capital City Country Club, and the light began to wane, and I thought to myself, you know, Tom, pretty soon we won't have to worry about this silliness. Yeah. We will... Tee off on number 15 here at 8.15 p.m., knowing we have no fear of getting this round in in time. And you may well have been a trooper a couple of times when there was a number going and we yeah. played into the dark. Yeah, I'm shining lights, Yeah, racing yeah. around trying to find a ball that you're like, I'm sure that went right, but it's up by the green. <laughs> that was the mandate. It was. It was correct, I you think. You were like, you felt it off the club because you damn sure didn't see it. Right. I think that's a little right, but I think I got it. It's up yeah. by the green. Yeah. Well, that's, hey, I would do the same. If you're working on a number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picking up. All right, partner, let's do it. Let's finish the job. It's going to be a good year. We are down to 10 teams available Already? in the golf tournament. Already. 10 are available. That's it. 10 teams available. Let's go, people. That is unbelievable. What we might need to do a split T two-day event at some point. That'd be great. It's all more money for charity. It's all just a lot of people getting together, having a good time. And, you know, you're going to play golf and make money for a worthy charity, and you're going to be out. Uh, you get to skip work on that day. Hey, hey, hey. I'd sign up for that, too, if I wasn't hosting. So away we go. And I'll give you another announcement next hour, and once again, we'll push it. But this will happen quickly. So if you're even if you have any inclination to be a part of this, Now's the time to do it. Get signed up. Call your friends. Call that group that you want to play with and be like, hey, guys, we got to get signed up. They're, they're already down to 10 teams, just like that. So that is very, very cool. I'm excited about it. Excited about uh, what we got coming up with Florida State Baseball, all these home games, man. Little ACC series. Will Crowell pitch twice this weekend? That'd be nice. I'm going to miss the Friday get-together, the ceremony with uh, Buster Posey, the whole deal. I'm so uh, flummoxed. I mean, I, I, I like what I'm going to do, what I'm going out of town to do. Family, friends, hockey, baseball, the whole deal. It's going to be great. But I hate that it, it's at the expense of that moment. I mean, Buster Posey, one of my, you know, he's, he is, as we say, on the Mount Rushmore of Florida State athletes. He's one of those guys who was just responsible for so much joy, so many moments. We're like, are you kidding me? He did it again. He just did it again. He also hit a ball one time. You know, when that when when you play over in Jacksonville, that is a spacious ballpark. I mean, you've got to really get into one. When we play Florida in that park, it's it's huge. And I remember him hitting one to straightaway center that uh I think that was I want to say we were playing Wake Forest in the ACC tournament or something like that one time. It was over there. It was a monster, a moonshot, the straightaway center. 
And most of the people that hit the ball to center there, it was just assumed and out. And the announcer was like, oh, well, that, that'll be caught out in center. And you're like, no, that's 25 yards beyond center field fence. That is, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that guy did that. It was a giant dong. Straight away center. Boom. Monstrous. As I often say, when you bring up where he is in the panoply of great athletes in Florida State history, it's Buster, and then there's a wide gulf between he and the next great athlete in my undergrad years. It's really, we got Buster. Well, you were, you, those were dark times. I got times. Tony D. I mean, Tony D was Love an NBA Tony player. Douglas. But yes, and a good one. Uh, not much more. Lawrence Timmons, not a bad football player. Timmons was a very good football player, and not to be trifled with, by the way. He's one of the few players that when you talk to other players on the team, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't mess with him. I missed Cromartie by a year, so that doesn't count. He was here for like 10 seconds 10 anyway seconds, with the injury. And he got hurt, yeah. That was tragic. I'll never forget, I got that phone call, Eric Llewellyn. Cromartie's out for the year. What the hell? Our number two forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Kemper Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. <laughs> 